Today's show is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a free premium 30-day trial specifically for the listeners of Geekspace 9 at the URL GameflyOffer.com slash GS9. Again, that is GameflyOffer.com slash the letter G, the letter S, and the number 9. And welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? Hi, I'm pretty good. Uh, I had a, I had a very fun conversation about Power Rangers with Power Rangers with, with the new friend last night. So that Ooh. at a bar. Oh, so that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I've decided I'll finally go see Power Rangers. Decided I'm gonna. I just, don't just know if it. excited is the right word. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's I can't, I, I can't say it's good or bad. So it's just like I, I don't know about excited. More of just like I'm gonna go see it. Cool. It's gonna, it's a thing. Right. I think I just need to have it. Just there's been too many conversations around me about it, and I just think I just need to experience it for, for that's fair. The yeah. sake of pop culture, and yeah. with it as well is Sarah Becker. Hello, everyone. Very well, and I am Ben Haworth, and this week we are talking about Season 4, Episode 13 and 14, which is Crossfire and Return to Grace. So first up is Crossfire. We begin the episode with what seems to be the best part of Odo's week, where Odo briefs Kira on the previous week's events. After their meeting, Quark comes in to complain that Odo's quarters are above Quark's, and that his transformations are keeping him up at night, something Odo knows and is very pleased about. Security is on high alert as Shakar, now the first minister of Bajor, is coming to visit Deep Space Nine as he is spearheading a campaign to expedite Bajor into admittance in the Federation. The crowd is excited for his arrival, but Odo discovers that True Way, a Cardassian terrorist group, is planning to kill Shakar. During a banquet that night, Kira and Shakar are surprised that they enjoy each other's company so much, and they leave the party together much to the distress of Odo. Even worse, the next day, Shakar reveals he has deep feelings for Kira to Odo, thinking he has no interest in her. One day, Kira shows up late for her briefing with Odo, revealing she spent the morning working on business matters with Shakar, which angers Odo. During a tour of the station, Odo manages to glare down Shakar from kissing Kira. When the trio go to the turbo lift, Odo gets a message from Worf saying he needs to release control of the elevator. Odo does so without authenticating it is indeed Worf, and when the, the lift loses control, it begins plummeting towards death. Odo manages to transform his arm into a metal beam that stops the lift in time. Sisko scolds Odo for the grave error in making such a common mistake, but Odo doesn't admit why his mind was wandering. When Odo arrives at Kira's quarters, he finds Shakar in there with her. When she leaves, she reveals to Odo she is having feelings for Shakar as well. When Odo gets back to his post, he discovers Worf has apprehended the True Way assassin, without Odo's help. Odo returns to his quarters and in a rage destroys everything in there. Quark arrives in his quarters and reveals he knows Odo is upset about Kira. He tells Odo that whenever a crime is reported on DS9, 
Everyone in the bar takes bets on how long it will take Odo to capture the criminal. He tells him people admire Odo, and that Odo would never let his man go because of personal issues. Odo goes back to Kira's quarters and tells her he will no longer have their weekly meetings, claiming it's due to an increase in his schedule. Kira asks if something is wrong, but Odo denies her an answer. Back in Quark's bar, Quark thanks Odo for soundproofing his floor so he won't bother Quark anymore, but Odo dismisses the changes as simple reinforcements. Odo sees Sikar and Kira enter a hollow suite, but leaves quietly back to his duty. What do we think of Crossfire? Well, actually, Ben, I'd be interested to to hear from you your thoughts on Crossfire because <laughs> yeah. I, I think you had uh, at, at least somewhat varying opinion to to Peter and me. Yeah, at, at the very at the very least, probably the most negative between yeah. the three of us. Rewriting the synopsis, I definitely saw the beats better than I did when I watched the episode. That episode, mm-hmm. I. F- that said, I found the episode to be a horrible bore to watch. I really was just not engaged by this episode. I will say two things about this episode that I liked. One is that I now believe that Rene Abergenois is the best actor on the show, in my opinion. I think he's just overall the best actor. We can talk about whether you agree with that or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think I, I did like a, a solution to the Odo thing. That said, this is where I get hypocritical where I've been like, it's okay to do character-based episodes and not have science stuff or, or, or action beats, but man, I, I kind of missed them in this episode or a B-plot or something because I just did not find this episode propulsive at all. But I think you guys disagree with me, so please. I don't entirely disagree with you. Like, it's just, for me, it was more of Renee's acting is great, but... I don't like the episode because there's no plot yeah. or, or that's, that's not quite right, but it's all you know character. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And right. uh, for me, I view it or I, 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 I disagree or no, I agree with those statements, but it's just reversed. It's like, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot going on and it's just Odo, but Renee is so great that it makes up for it. That's fair. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Peter. Um, for for me, I think I was at least okay with this episode because we finally saw at least some kind of resolution uh, with 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 Odo and his feelings for Kira, where where he was literally presented a, a situation where it's like, okay, you will have to deal with this. We've touched on this like three four times in the show so far, and it's and it's now and it is now like season four. Deal with it. Like, do you mm-hmm. tell her or do you just move on? Like Quark is telling you to. Um, and, that and, is... I, and I guess, and I guess for me, I guess for me, I, I also like partially identified with it. Be- I also partially identified with it because it's like I've gone through that shit, so it's like, eh. Yeah, I, th- I think this episode also will <clears throat> depend on on just kind of what kind of personality you have, as well. Mm-hmm. I think, and uh, maybe I see a little bit too much of myself in Odo. Find <laughs> it a little bit frustrating in some ways. Yeah. Uh, Whereas other people may see themselves in Odo and find it um, relatable and interesting in that way. But mm-hmm. I, I just think by the time we get to the end, it is yet another example of Odo being quiet. And again, I like the quiet reserve thing, and I like him choosing duty. It's a very Casablanca-ish ending. I don't know. I just didn't find it yeah. getting there that exciting. But what do you guys think? Yeah, that's fair. 
what do you think of my my bold choice that Renee is the best actor on the show? What do you what do you guys think about that? Uh um I I I feel like any I feel like any at least a couple more character episodes for, for a few other characters, but for the most part, I would have to agree with you. I mean, I mean, I remember us I remember us talking about how about how Renee with the makeup that he has, it's very difficult to it's very difficult for him to get for him to project expressions, and so the fact that he is able to give off all of this emotion, all of this expressions, whether it be anger, sadness boredom whatever with that with that makeup on and just and like how you can hear everything in his voice it's pretty damn amazing so i'm like 80 percent there to agreeing with you i'm like really close (laughs) how about you sir i uh i'm with peter on that one i think i i maybe would want to see a little bit more evidence from other actors before i make the hard statement of Yes, he is the best, but he is so great. And you know what? I was I was about to say, well, what about the guy who plays Garrick? But then I remembered the scene with Odo and Garrick where Garrick is torturing him mm-hmm. and how great Odo was in yeah, that scene. And yeah. so I'm like, no, actually, Renee might be the best. <laughs> so he, if he is not the best actor on the show, he is in the top three without question. Hands down. Totally. Mm-hmm. I absolutely would agree with that. And yeah i usually like uh odo heavy episodes one thing i yes. thought was interesting about this one was get a lot more with Worf and odo we got a little like interesting mm. comparison there yeah i like that that they both talk about how they they like things to you know be in order and be a certain way and it was you know it was cool that you don't really see either character really bond with other characters that often <laughs> right but they are able to bond with each other over something so that was kind of cool to, to the point that totally uh, in agreement there to the point that uh uh Worf <laughs> said like <laughs> i want to make my point damn it <laughs> all right go real quick i really like that Worf said that uh chief o'brien keeps coming to his quarters and he was very confused yes i was gonna to say just why, that which i thought was very adorable Sorry to steal your point. They're like, they're like, I don't like people showing up unannounced. It's like, what about O'Brien? Oh, that's right. I do know him. I'll be more standoffish. Okay. Yeah. How do I make it stop? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was an interesting episode to sort of, uh, again, why I liked on paper where it's like that Odo sort of loses his love and feels like he's losing his job too. So he's like kind of losing both purposes. Uh, in one day, which is when he sort of freaks out and destroys his, mm. his room. Because there's something interesting yeah. about that. Worf is a very talented officer, too, and could, mm-hmm. in a way, replace Odo if need be. But obviously, we want Odo to keep his job. I just, I definitely remember feeling like when Odo came in and Worf was like, oh, yeah, I got the guy. You know, you, you trained your guys well. You should be commended and all that. I was like, oh, this is going to make Odo mad because he didn't do his job. <laughs> yeah. He's too many like, feelings. He, he kind of did in a way, but like, you know, his thunder got stolen a little bit and just on top of everything else, poor Odo's having a very bad day. <laughs> no good, ve- no good, very bad day. <laughs> just mm-hmm. joke. We're on the same bravely today, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just talk real quick that I find Kira's taste in men boring? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if if you want Kira to be into you, all you have to do is just be relatively handsome and a man with influence and power, and that's honestly about it. it seems to be Bajoran as well. You know, she's she's yeah. got a type. Yeah, Bajoran too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not want her to get with um Dukat, which no. we'll discuss in the next half of this episode. No, I, I don't. But think I, so. uh, I do not ship it. I don't trust him. No. <laughs> you don't that trust is... the murderer. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is yet another frenemies relationship in the show that where they should literally just remain frenemies. They trust mm-hmm. each other enough to get the job done, as we will discuss. Um, but not, but but Kira does not trust Kira, Kira, Kira does not trust him enough to be like, let's make this a thing because it no. should never be a thing. No, no, it should not. Mm-mm. Besides, I think Kat doesn't want to like be with Kira forever. I think he just wants to hit it once. I think he just yeah. wants to prove a point, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in it for the long haul. No, but we'll get to that uh, later on. Yes. But yeah, I was just I was disappointed with Shakar, I guess, because I think I mentioned in the last episode that I was kind of glad that the Shakar episode that Kira was not sort of romantically involved with Shakar. Uh, but then, oh wait, oh wait, <laughs> I guess he will be the romantic interest. So I guess we're just a little disappointed in that as well. Yeah. The one thing I did really in this episode was uh, I always love me some Odo and Cork, and I thought we had uh, two very. I was nice so happy to get back scenes. to that romance. <laughs> the true romance. Odo was missing the whole time. The whole time he's mm. chasing Kira, it was Cork all along. Oh god. <laughs> I just, I, I just imagine, I just imagine Taylor Swift's "You Belong with Me" playing softly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I'm sure there's, <laughs> I'm sure there's some very bad. Oh damn it! Now that I put something. it out there, it, it, to, it we, has we to will, exist. we will research these fan vids and come back to viewers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really did enjoy that and the whole story about uh, how um, Quark in this bar has a, a bet for how long um, until Odo catches the criminal. I thought that was a very nice way telling Oda that people in the station do care about him he's not just a silent guardian type that nobody notices like people do truly respect what he does on the station yeah because they know that he's good at it so you know what so why not do something that is based around that fact mm-hmm. yeah I thought that was a nice uh, a nice little moment from Cork he's been in more nice moments lately which is good yeah like like I, I because I like I liked how how even just the how the lead up to that was Quark just going totally aggro on his on his whole room just destroying everything and 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 Quark coming in just like dude what the hell like at first obviously like dude what the hell I told you about the noise and then and then it, it, and then like in five seconds it became dude are you okay is everything <laughs> all right yeah Quark knows Quark knows. He can he can spot it a mile away. I'm not sure why other people can't, but I I think yeah. Uh, on, honestly, uh, honestly, in, in that in that scene in that scene, like the uh, the main thought going through my head was it's because he's a bartender. They just really yeah. know how to read people. This is true. This is true. You like see, bartenders you see have romance. Bartenders and don't know how to read people. It's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, you see romance and longing all day long, and you start mm-hmm. to learn the signs. 
people are bad at hiding things. <laughs> we really are. I've I've found that to be true. That <laughs> people are And also just on a more personal level, like I think Quark probably knows Odo better than anybody else on the station does. So true. when For you know Odo reasons, yeah. is a you know a difficult person to read, but Quark seems to be able to do it. Yeah. And he has to to, you know, at least make attempts at evading him and keeping his, you know, sketchy activities somewhat secret. Or, or <laughs> so he can he can tell when Odo is out of sorts. Yeah, or or even or even when Odo just walks in, Quark trying to like basically involve him in the festivities of in the festivities of his bar, just like, have a drink, but I don't mm. drink. But have it anyway. <laughs> Just be like a normal person. Like, yeah. at least hold it in your hand, please. You look weird. Oh. <laughs> and it's been nice to see that Odo has been trying to appropriate that more. Like, he had that whole bit about how he, like, morphs coffee into his hand that he yeah, then, like, yeah, refills yeah, to act like he's drinking along with someone around them. Yeah. I like that bit with the belt. Oh, that was cute, dude. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that he lost the belt. I never noticed that. Me neither. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, even before Kira says anything, when it's gone, you're just like, "Oh my god." Yes. (laughs) Oh, sad. It's just gonna be simple. It's just gonna be simple logo. Just the essentials. Mm -hmm. Just the essentials. Yeah. Ah, that was a line. That was a moment that hit me in the chest. I was like, okay. I, I'm not gonna lie. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Do you feel like this was a good end to the uh, Kira Odo love story? I hope it's not the end. <laughs> you still believe? I ship them. <laughs> I do believe. I want Odo to be happy. No. Yeah. At the very least, I think it is a. I think it is a very fair coda. It's a fair pause. Yeah. Yeah. I think he will end up telling her by the end of the show, but it could even be in like the last season before he does. And they this may not bring true. it up again for a good while. True. We'll have to see. Is there anything else to say for Crossfire? Petty not Odo. Not for me. Petty Odo. Purposefully living above Quark, purposefully just making noise. Petty yes. Odo. <laughs> Uh, like he straight up says it to Kira he was like it was no accident like trust me girl trust me I knew exactly what I was doing he has the Mm. cutest smile when he's like I'm getting away with something yes (laughs) (laughs) for you the listeners of Geek Space 9 Gamefly is offering a premium free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service and you guys if you are gamers out there and I'm sure if you listen to Star Trek you very well could be a gamer you guys have to check out Gamefly.com they have over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One PS4 Wii U and a lot of older systems as well and get this you can have any console game or handheld game delivered directly to your mailbox that you get to have as long as you want and I don't know about you guys but if you've gone to the game store lately and bought a new AAA game you'll find out that things are pretty dang expensive and you could be $60 in a hole the game you don't even like whereas in Gamefly you can just send that bad boy back get a new one in and keep that one as long as you like there are never any due dates or late fees 
And get this, now Gamefly actually lets you rent Blu-ray and DVD movies too. So if you're a nerd like me, and still get your movies in the mail the old-fashioned way, old-fashioned as in 2005, then you're going to love Gamefly.com. Plans start with one disc a month for $15.95, but as mentioned before, you can get a free 30-day trial by going to GameflyOffer.com slash GS9. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash the letter G, the letter S, and the number 9 for your free 30-day trial. Alright, well, next up is Return to Grace, which is Season 4, Episode 14. In this episode, Kira has agreed to be the Bajoran representative at a Cardassian conference on Korma about the Klingons in order to help them both in the Klingon War. Of course, who else is taking Kira there but Gol Dukat? Honestly, she really shouldn't be surprised anymore. It's been like four times this has happened. Yeah, this is true. Mm. Dukat reveals that since he spared Zial's life, he has been practically ruined. He lost his position of power, his wife and kids have left him, and he is now the captain of a government freighter, the Grumal, which will be taking Kira to the conference. However, Dukat is still happy with his decision, and Zial is grateful for her father's willingness to sacrifice everything for her. Kira is surprised to see Dukat running his freighter like a military ship, but she agrees to have dinner with him. After some wine and some light negging from Dukat, they are summoned to the bridge for a real emergency. They discover the outpost on Korma has been destroyed, and a Klingon bird of prey is leaving the scene. After scanning the Grumal, the Klingon ship begins to leave, even lowering its shields. Dukat orders the ship destroyed, but Kira warns him the weapons on board are too weak. Indeed, the attack does no damage to the Klingon missile, which flies over the bow of the Grumal as a real fuck you. Despite her <laughs> warnings, Kira urges Dukat to chase the ship. She has a plan, to put the planetary disruptors from the outposts onto the ship, then disguise it as another powerless cargo vessel. Dukat is excited to work together with Kira, but she is not so pleased, merely wanting to hold Klingons accountable for the attack. Kira helps Zial learn basic phaser handling in case of getting boarded. Dukat fakes a signature that makes it look like the ship is transporting dilithium crystals, a prize so powerful the Klingons would have to take it. Indeed, the trap works, and the Klingons lock onto the ship with their tractor beam. The Grumal fires on the Klingon ship, damaging it but not destroying it. Improvising, Dukat and Kira beam aboard the ship and manage to switch the crews, transporting the Klingons onto the Grumal and vice versa. To Kira's dismay, Dukat coldly fires on the Grumal, killing all the Klingons on board, and probably blowing up all his spare pants and fancy vests. <laughs> Kira is amazed to find the ship has detailed battle plans and info that will be vital in the war. Excited, Dukat contacts Central Command, only to be told that while he will be restored to his former position, the Cardassians are planning a diplomatic solution to the Klingon war. Enraged, Dukat decides to use the Bird of Prey to declare a one-man war on the Klingons. Kira tries to convince Dukat to change his mind, but he only wants Kira to join him. Kira goes to speak to Zial, who tries a knife attack on Kira, who promptly disarms her, revealing Zial is not quite built for combat. Fearing Zial will go down the route she went down, Kira offers Dukat a solution. She will watch out for Zial on DS9 while Dukat wages his war. Dukat agrees, and Kira takes Zial back to DS9. What do we think of Return to Grace? Uh, 
there's a lot. To... Um, yes. For one, I will say that at least right now, unless it does pick up speed, Ducat is totally delusional. Like, dude, come on. No. Yeah. No. I, I, I understand his anger. And I understand. I understand. Well, scratch that. No, I don't understand. I, I have never been in that position. Mm. I can see where he's coming from with his anger. And I can see where he's coming from with his position. But, dude, at least try to curry some 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 support from just outside of your own personal crew before you decide i'm gonna take this one ship and wage war on an on an entire empire there's a limit yeah and uh, cling on bird of prey is not a easy thing to get a hold of it's a very valuable yep. resource to then just go i'm gonna fight the empire all on my own mm-hmm. how about you sir yeah he's uh he's losing it a little bit and uh <laughs> I don't know. It just freaks me out whenever he hits on Kira, and he's like so not subtle about it, really and gross. just ugh. like this this whole time he just spends the entire time being like, well, "Shakar, fuck this lady and this one and this." He was like a real ladies' man, and you're like, mm-hmm. "But he didn't fuck you." And it's like, "Oh come on, yeah, like, real, real nice guy, nigging, gross." Blah. <laughs> it's like, where are you going yep. with this, dude? Stop. Yeah, let's let's hope the Kira Ducat thing never comes to fruition, which I don't think it will. I think my guess is the showrunners kind of know that that's gross. Yeah. Hopefully. That being said, I do like that they're trying to make Ducat a little more relatable while not completely dismissing that he's kind of problematic. Um, but yeah. it is nice to see him actually care about someone, namely his daughter, which I thought made a nice sort of heart for this episode. Yes. Because it was, and it, it I was like interesting to learn that. Uh, yeah, it was interesting to learn that she actually did, like he said, everything he said would happen when he brought Zial back actually happened. He lost his yeah. job and he lost his family, but he's still sticking by her. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, almost a little surprising considering that he very nearly killed her to avoid all of these things happening. Right. <laughs> well, I guess once you decided not to kill her, he's committed to that other one. Yeah. Though, as Kira pointed out in that episode, he never probably wanted to kill her. Yeah. Or he did, but he wanted Kira to prove a point and make him stop. Talk him out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I so need he... someone here to bounce this idea off of. I think it's a bad idea, but like I need, I really need slash want someone to tell me, this is a bad idea, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's a little bit of transference going on with Zial and Kira because obviously Zial's mother was Bajoran, so now here comes in this, you know, strong, protective Bajoran lady, and so I don't know, like, to, to, mm, I don't know if there's going to be anything going on with that, just in terms of like Kira's like my mom now, and you know, granted, I realize Zial's like you know a grown woman at this point, but right, I don't know, it could be interesting, an interesting dynamic of. Like, if the Ducat-Kira thing does go any further, then, I don't know, God forbid, Zial should get involved and be like, well, my mom was Bajoran. Right. And you know all that. And yeah. Well, I, think I don't really know where the... I'm going with this. No, I think you make a good point. I guess it just matters. I don't know. I haven't looked this up, but it matters, I guess, how much she comes back. You know, there's a... Right. Right. There's always the... Uh... They're on the station. They're just not here. You know, the Agents right. of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
method, as I always call it. Iron Man's just out that window. Um, <laughs> uh, and you're right. Like, she could be a very Spock isn't Spock in the recent Star Trek reboots torn between two people sort of character if they wanted to do that. And you're right. They also set up that it could be that uh, uh, Kira could become more of a mother figure for her. And I like the ending where it's like, you know, Dukat is the entire episode trying to bring out her her bloodthirstiness, you know, her her old terrorism background. Uh, and uh, by the end, she chooses, you know, the more peaceful path to get someone else out of that, which I thought was a nice sort of twist on the idea at the end, which I thought was interesting. Character she saw so much growth. Yay. Yeah. We like that here. Yes. <laughs> Woo. It's two very character heavy mm-hmm. episodes for sure. Yeah. There's one thing I wanted to point out, which I thought was cool, is that uh, this tactic was actually a real tactic in World War II. Uh, oh, really? Oh. Was, they were called Q-ships. This is mostly the British because the uh, submarines would often destroy British um, cargo ships. And so they started making cargo ship, making ships that looked like cargo ships that were full of weapons. So then when a ship got real close, they'd blow it up. All right. They tried to board them. Hmm. So Yeah. It's, a, it's an actual little... Uh, real world thing that that was kind of cool that they did i wish i i like that they used a real world tactic i wish they could have incorporated q into it somehow just for the sake of the q ships just for all like the yes just for like like the big war nerds to be like i knew i was right (laughs) 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 so we agree that this is a bad idea from dukat right (laughs) yep yeah Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm real, like, it's gonna be like maybe five episodes, and we're gonna hear, yeah. So he's back. He decided to give up because he realized how stupid it sounded. Like it sounded really good in his head, but then he, but then in practice, he's like, I am a fucking idiot. Oh God, I hope Kira doesn't have to go rescue him from oh, the Klingons or now, something. See, now that you've said that, I'm so sure that that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so, like, Damn it, Dukat. Why? Uh, you gotta be like this. Help. I'm stuck. Uh, all right. Come pick you up. Actually, that would be a little awesome if like Kira and Zial led like a jailbreak on Kronos or something <laughs> to get Dukat back. Now I want this episode. It's pretty hardcore the way uh, yeah. Dukat just blew up that ship full of Klingons. That dude yep. is in yeah, war actually. mode. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just dealing with some other issues. <laughs> he wants to very know, be, toxic. Be accepted on Cardassia again. Yep. Yeah. It's like very, you don't very... accept me. Fine. I'm gonna prove how awesome I am, and I'm gonna destroy all of the Klingons by myself. <laughs> exactly. Because that's I gonna have... work out really well. Yeah, and he's and like talking I about. Uh, he's talking about how if he when he gets back, he's gonna send the guy who's banging his wife now to Breen because it's so cold and desolate and. Breen. Yes. Oh, Ducat. He's never gonna. Change. I have a friend whose last name is Breen, and so every time they start talking about it, I'm like, "Lol, Connor, cold and desolate." <laughs> I, I always laugh too because there's a a a rising terrible filmmaker called Neil Breen, who's become oh, no. famous for making terrible movies, and uh, so I always hear Neil Breen, and I just laugh and laugh, thinking of a world mm. filled with that crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> Magic rocks everywhere. Yes. Oh, okay. Now that's that's why I that's why I why I know him, Neil Breen. <laughs> I, 
I think I've shared them before with you. I think you have, yeah. I, I, I think, or, or at least with me, you brought up you brought up this movie called Fateful Findings, and I was yeah. like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> uh, it's a masterpiece of bad. I highly recommend it. Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll watch it, or like, or, 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 or maybe, maybe when, maybe when I visit you, and I'm just like, do you want to just get drunk and watch this bullshit? Yeah, oh God. I highly recommend that that approach. That has been our episode. Next week, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 15, and Episode 16, which are Sons of Mo, which I'm sure is not a Wharf episode, and Bar <laughs> Association, which I'm sure is not a Quark episode. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meatshield. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.